God, we acknowledge you here today. We thank you, God, for your great blessings in our life. We bless you, God. Why don't you just maybe close your eyes, raise a hand or two. Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence here. God, we believe that you're not finished yet with us for this year. We believe you have more. And so, God, we're ready to receive your word. We're ready to go up higher. We're ready to break through into new dimensions yet. God, we're not going to settle for what you've done, God, thus far. God, we say there's more. So today, God, I pray for that spirit of breakthrough. I pray for that spirit of enlargement. Pray for capacity to be stretched. Pray for expectation, for belief that you're a good, good God. And the year isn't over yet. Come on, how about you just, just kind of express your, your heart for God, your desire to know something more of Him in your life. God, we praise you. We acknowledge you, King of kings. We acknowledge, God, that nothing can stand in your way. You're greater. You're beyond our expectations. You have good things. Come on, just let a spirit of faith kind of arrive. God, you're a great God. You're a big God. You're an amazing God. You have great plans for our lives. Hallelujah. We're ready to receive. We're ready to receive. We're ready to receive. Amen. How about you give someone a high five as you take a seat? Cool. Um really excited. It's only a couple more weeks till the end of the year, uh, and you kind of might be in the zone of kind of dialing back. Oh, by the way, just before I start, how cool is it that we've got Pastor Bruce and Pastor Helen together in the service? That must be pretty. That hasn't happened very often in the last three years. Come on, I reckon we should honor their service and stuff. How cool is that? Okay. Um, but it might be kind of feel like, oh, I don't know about you, kind of, kind of on Christmas rush of meals and family and presents, but um, Pastor Sam's actually asked me to talk this morning about uh, the God of breakthrough, and, and part of the reason is tonight at 5 p.m. service, he wants to have a special prayer, kind of a breakthrough, and it's kind of this thing, no, no, it's not like, it's not time to dial back and kind of go, oh, well, resignate, well, the year was what it was, it's like, no, no, if you're still believing for breakthrough, come on, the year's not, like, let's push on, let's see still what God wants to do, you know, this uh, the last few months, we've talked a lot about fasting and feasting in the church. We did a 21-day uh, uh, Daniel fast, which is kind of about pressing into God for breakthrough, and then straight away flipped into kind of Thanksgiving and into Christmas and, and the feasting part, and talked about how both of these are kind of disciplines of the Christian life. They're, they're both part of our life. We're, we're celebrating the good things God has done, but we're fasting and we're pressing into God for the things that we haven't seen yet. And, and it's kind of this both and thing. And, and you see this all, I showed this in the life of Jesus, but even the Apostle Paul, you know, he writes Philippians, Philippians 4, you know, I, I've learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. Again, I've learned the secret of being content. There's part of Paul's life, which is, I'm just so content. I'm so thankful for what God has done. I'm, I'm a blessed man. But in the very same book, chapter earlier, it's this, not that I've already atoned, attained all this, I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, forgetting what is behind, straining towards what is ahead, I press on. So on one hand, he's going, I'm content. 
I'm a blessed man. I'm thankful. On the other hand, he's going, man, there's so much more, God, and I'm pressing on and I'm straining on and I'm not satisfied. I'm content, but I'm not satisfied. I'm blessed, but there's more. And it's like this morning, there's a sense, come on, it's the time of the year when we, when we give thanks, where we celebrate family, but, but the sense, come on, God, there's more. You know, and even in one verse in prayer, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, when I come before God, there's a whole lot of things. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for this year. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for good things that you know. But I still got some petitions. I still got some things I haven't seen yet. I got some things that I'm annoyed about that I haven't seen the breakthrough yet. And it's like, I want to come to God with thanksgiving and petition, with fasting and feasting. It's kind of like, yeah, this is welcome to the Christian life. We're going at both of these. And so maybe the surprise, you know, we went hard at fasting and we're in the feasting zone. But Pastor Sam's like, no, no, let's not just, let's not just resign ourselves to where we've got so far. And I love, uh, uh, if you've been around for a while, about every September, Pastor Sam starts quoting this verse. You know, you crown the year with your bounty. It's like, as people have kind of gone, and they're feeling like people are starting to kind of, well, that was it, that was this year, and now I'll just, he's like, no, 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 come on, there's more. Come on, go for the complete, go, go for it at the end. And it's like two weeks out, he wants to have a special service tonight of breakthrough for people who go, come on, there's more to my 2018 that I've seen yet. God, some of us, fasted uh, the Daniel fast for three weeks and I don't know about you but I saw some great breakthroughs but I also to be honest woke up on that final Sunday a bit disappointed that I hadn't seen some more some other things it's like come on there's still some things I want to just not resign oh well it didn't happen it's like no no God I want you to crown my year with a bounty and a breakthrough I want to keep pushing against the walls that I'm experienced, the barriers to what I know that God has said in my life. And so I, I want to invite you to, um, to come tonight. Man, I, I feel like just that thing, there's an anointing. I want to invite you to come tonight at 5 p.m. for a service that says, come on, I'm ready for more. I want my year to be crowned with bounty. So this, this kind of thing of Fasting and feasting, the whole fasting thing, if you know, comes that we did, comes from Daniel, which is precisely this, this experience. Daniel had this vision, it, was, it disturbed him, he couldn't understand it, so he has this thing like, there's a, there's a barrier holding me back from, from laying hold of all God's got for me, so his response was, for three weeks I ate no choice foods, no meat, touch my wine or lips. That's what a lot of us do. Thank God we kind of ignore the last part of the verse and use no lotions at all, so uh, that would have been a bit intense. But it's like, there's a response like, it, it's a biblical response, where, like there's more, but I'm not taking hold of it. Man, I need to press in and, and this, this thing of fasting to do it. And if you know the story, Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, if you know the story, on the 24th day, he has an encounter with God. I don't know what you, sometimes we think, oh, I need, I need this debt broken, I, I, I need this relationship. Yeah, you need, but the first thing you need, you need a breakthrough for an encounter. You need an encounter with God because everything else flows from that. And Daniel fasted for three weeks and he got his encounter. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's like, we think, uh, yeah, it's like, 
I mean, Jesus said it. Job, it's in, in one moment when you know that you've met God, you've heard from, it's almost like it's irrelevant what happens then because he'll speak the word that you need to know. And it's like, man, going into the end of the year, I need an encounter with God. I need a breakthrough for connection with God that I, that I know what he's saying. Uh, I, and if you know this, I love this, you know, he just said, Daniel, you are highly esteemed. And sometimes when we think when we're hitting up against barriers and it feels like the heavens are silent and we feel like we can feel like, does God even care? And I want to tell you, just because you've, 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 you've hit a barrier, you've hit a wall, it's not a sign that God doesn't get you. are highly esteemed by God. Don't take it as a sign that God's not for you. Yet that great song, you are madly loved by God. The issue is not God's not lack of care for you. And you need to know, you are highly esteemed at this two weeks out from the end of the year. And God has good purposes for you. And, and that's when it reveals what was going on. Like, don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day you set your mind to gain understanding, your words were heard this. Verse 13, but the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. That's not a literal prince, that's a spiritual power. And, and then Michael, one of the chief princes, another angel came to and helped me. It was like, who knew? I just thought maybe God's forgotten, maybe I'm disappointed. There's a war going on for your purpose. There's a battle going on for your destiny. And it's like, let's not just resign and go, oh, well, maybe it wasn't God's. Some of you know there's a battle for your life. There's a battle for the call on your life. And it's like, oh, man, I need something to stir up that doesn't just haul up the white flag and surrender two weeks out for the end of the year. No, no, if God has promised it, if God has put it in your heart, the, the, the delay is because there's a battle for your purpose. Come on, we need to gather together and pray. If we haven't seen it yet, don't, don't resign yourself to it. Come on, we need to fight for it. And, and again, he repeats, you who are highly esteemed, and I love this, I've left out a verse where Daniel just was like, man, I'm just overcome by this. How many, I don't I want to ask you, but for some of us here, I bet 2018 was like, I'm pretty exhausted at the end of the year. And it's like, it can just, the midst of the battle can be quite weary and quite taxing. And, and that's why you need an encounter, because the first thing that he does, peace, be strong now, be strong. When he spoke to me, I was strengthened. I said, speak, Lord, since you have given me strength. Come on, you, we need to this encounter, first and foremost, not to shift the circumstance, but to shift our mindset and to put strength and joy and hope back into our heart. Come on, I want an encounter with God today because I want to face the end of the year with strength, with joy, with life, with expectation. I don't want to go with, oh, well, didn't quite pan out how I want it. And, and you know, just for faith, for victory, and then the angel carries on, soon I'll return to fight against the prince of Persia, and when I go, the prince of Greece will come. First, I'll tell you what is written, no one supports me against them except Michael, your prince. Who knew there was such a battle in the heavens for your purpose, for your promise? Come on, something needs to engage and rise up and kind of stir. Come on, there's a breakthrough, and I'm not going to give up just because it didn't happen. I'm going to engage in this battle that says, I, with prayer, with fasting, with praise, with generosity, all the, all the different principles and tools that God gives us, because I want to see a breakthrough. I want to see God shift something in my life. Um, how, do you, how do you unpack this? Just, I want to unpack this kind of the God of the breakthrough. Just a, 
a famous definition of faith. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for, the assurance about we do not see. Faith connects us to the invisible and the future. Okay, so we're often aware of the invisible. Oh, what, what's in heaven now? Our job is to see that come to earth. Are you right with that? Okay. No, maybe. Okay. But the first one is this. It also has a future. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for. And it's like faith not only connects us with the invisible now and brings that down here. Faith connects us with our future and drags our future back into our present. And, 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 and that's why you need to understand something about the God of breakthrough. If you fast forward to the end of the Bible, the, the last three or four chapters basically reverse everything that went wrong in the first three chapters. And the whole thing of a turnaround, the whole, I, I don't know if you read the, the end of the story, we win, God wins, breakthrough happens, every enemy is defeated, every obstacle is put down, total victory for the people of God. Our job is to drag something of that future back into my present. I, but here's the thing. The foundation is I know the final page. I know that it all works out. I know that he wins. I know that the devil is defeated. I know that God's purpose prevails. I got one job to see as much of that arise and arrive in my present as, as I can, knowing that it's going to happen in my future. So how does that all start if you go to the end of Revelation? I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. And if you go on, you understand it's Jesus. Like, why is Jesus riding a horse? Uh, and I think that images of, you know, if you watch old medieval movies and stuff, and there's the infantry, uh, and they're kind of fighting, but then the cavalry comes. You imagine a little soldier with you, and then a big uh, war horse comes charging through the line. And, and the horse is a symbol of power that just smashes through the, the enemy's line, just breaks through and scatters the foes. And Jesus arrived meek and mild 2,000 years ago in a manger. But I want to tell you, he's coming back in power. He's coming back to smash through his enemies. He's coming back to ride through every barrier, every obstacle that's holding us back. And, and it's not only he... The, the armies of heaven are following him riding on white horses. It's like the whole of heaven smashes into your world to set you free. And, and that's when you know that that is going to happen one day, it gives you faith. What's faith? Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. I can see some of that happening today. I can see some of that happening next week. I go into 2019 knowing that I may not have seen that all yet, but devil, you're going to get smashed apart. Barriers in my life, you are going to get smashed apart one day. If I don't see it today, I'm, then I might see it next year. If I don't see it next year, it might be, but it's going to happen because faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Come on, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The battle is won. Victory is assured. I just want to drag more and more of that into my current experience every day. You know, there, there's a great um, story of this that we, we don't just wait, oh, well, that's when he comes back. No, no, we can, we can know that kind of spirit now, the spirit of breakthrough, the God of breakthrough. Um, I was in Nelson Equippers a few weeks ago, and I got to stay there overnight, so I was flicking through all these Christian channels I never watch. And, um, and uh, so old American preacher, Jimmy Swaggart, was preaching on this. Yeah, I know. He was, but it was good. Um, but he, um, I, I, I need to be a Southern American kind of 
Pentecostal right now, but uh, anyway, settle for the New Zealand white guy. Um, when the Phil- Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, they went up in full force to search for him. And, and he just said, you know, the, the devil's not scared of your education. He's not scared of your abilities. He's, he's, the thing that stirs him to action is, when, is the anointing on your life. I thought, man, that's good. He's, he can preach that guy still, however old he is. And, it, and, it's like, and, and it's like, man, because it, it's, it's, where, it's where you carry authority in your life. And, and if you've got a battle on your life, it's because the devil knows the call on your life. Now, Bill Johnson often says, if you want to see where God's call on your life, look, where, look for where the devil's attacked you. And it's like, man, there's a battle on for you. Again, there's a battle on for your purpose. There's a battle on for your destiny. Uh, And and so David inquires about it. Um, Shall I go and attack them? Will you deliver me? And God says, yeah, go. And so they went to this place and he defeated them. And he just says this, as waters break out, God has broken out against my enemies. And and the image is um, is of a dam and a crack appears in the dam, and then the water starts to trickle, and then, and then it suddenly starts to break, and then the dam starts breaking up, and suddenly the waters have rushed in. Okay, that's not too impressive then. The other image is this, is of a, a fortress, and the wall is breached, and one soldier gets through, and then another one, and then another one, and they start rushing through. And, and, and that's the image of breakthrough that a crack appears, and, and a, a, all you need is a crack in the dam. All you need is one breach in the wall because then the forces of God are like a water that rushes through. It's like an army that breaks through a wall. And I, when you th- we often use breakthrough. Think about the meaning of that word. There's an obstacle, but there's a break, and suddenly from one little break, the, everything starts just in a great rush powers through that. I don't know about you, but there's some areas in my life I'm looking to see a crack in that wall and then to start to see a trickle of God's blessing because I know that the water, it can't, once you've broken its strength, you just need a crack in its strength and then it will give way. Come on, you need, a, you need the thing to give way. And that's why some of you need to be here tonight. It's something that just feels solid. It's like, I just need a crack in that thing because its strength is broken, its power is broken, and the purpose of God is going to break out like the water. And, and it's interesting. It says this. Uh, so the place was called Baal Perazim, which means the Lord who breaks out. And it's like, he named that place. He's like, I d- I've discovered in my life at this incident, I discovered the God of comfort. This incident, I discovered, you know, the, the God of encouragement. But this point in my life, I discovered the God of the breakthrough. Come on, some of us need to be able to point to today at five o'clock service and go, at that service, I learn about the God of the breakthrough. Because something that has seemed impermeable, irresistible, I know it cracked today, and the purpose of the God started to break out into my life. And, and you need to be able to point to a time when it's like, I discovered the God of the breakthrough. Come on, God is the God who breaks out through the obstacles. Uh, he goes on and, you know, once more the Philistines raided the valley, David inquired, 
Don't go out directly after them. Circle around, attack them in front of the poplar trees. This, as soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the poplar trees, move out to battle, because that will mean God has gone out in front of you. Now God has broken through ahead of him. Now he's just catching up with what God's, now he's following the breakthrough that's happening. Come on, you need, the, you need, just, you need a crack in the wall today. Because then it breaks out in your life. And you can have an expectation that's amazing. And it just it concludes this. So David did as God commanded him, and they struck down the Philistine army all the way from those places. So, verse seven, so David's fame spread throughout every land, and the Lord made all the nations fear him. Come on, I pray that in 2019, the devil knows he's in trouble in your life. Because he knows that God has broken out. God is breaking out. There's an unstoppable wave of the purpose of God, the blessing of God that's breaking. You're, you're riding this wave of a dam that's broken of God's purpose in your life. Um, just, I just, I, I, I just want to show you a number of different principles, almost like tools in your belt, that as you find yourself up against this wall, God could lead you in certain ways to respond to that. So this, this pr similar principle is found in a prophet. The one who breaks open the way will go up before them. They will break through the gate and go out. So God breaks through, but then he causes you to break out of the captivity. No, I'm no longer, I'm no longer that person. That's no longer my identity. God's broken through to me, and now I can break out of where I've been held all this time. Come on, it's time for me to redefine my reality, redefine the boundaries around my life. The king will pass through before him, the Lord at their head. Come on, how many people are, I want to see God riding in victory in front of my life. I want to see walls being broken down. I want to see lines of enemies being scattered, being ridden over. I want to see victory just happening because I serve the God of the breakthrough. Um, we, uh, at college, we finished the year with Sermon Week, and this, um, the final sermon was, this, some of you might know Emma Brow. She's this little kind of clever girl, but it's like she preached this message like, oh my goodness. And it was about this whole thing of praise your way to promise. And she talked about the whole thing when Israel had been in the wilderness and their transition to go and take the promised land. And, and her first point was this, from, from when they were still in the wilderness, she just said, to remove yourself from the wilderness, you must remove the wilderness from you. And her challenge was this, where have you camped where you should have advanced? Where have you settled? This is my lot in life. This is my reality. And she's, I, I, the wilderness is as good as it's gonna get. And she's like, no, God has got more for you than that. And the passage she went from Deuteronomy, our, the Lord said, you have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into this. Go to the neighboring people. Why? See, I've given you this land, but it's like, you've stayed long enough at this place. Don't accept that the enemy has built a wall. God wants to come in and break out of that, but you have to decide, I'm not gonna camp here any longer. My 2019 is gonna be different to my 2018. I'm not gonna resign myself to this is my reality. And, and so then she went on to, you know, how they go in and they can counter Jericho walls. Praise is the password to promise. Once the Israelites had broken camp and crossed the river, they still had to break down the walls of Jericho. Some people think, oh, if I follow Jesus, suddenly it's all going to just be wonderful. No, you're going to come up against walls. That's why you need to know the God of breakthrough. 
soon as you decide I'm going to go for it for God, you're going to come up against a wall. And you're going to have to learn how to see those walls crack. You're going to have to learn to see something break open. And she, you know, some, some verses she used this. This is an amazing one. The voice of the Lord will shatter Assyria. With his rod, he will strike them down. Every stroke the Lord lays on them with his punishing club, this will be to the music of timbrels and hearts as he fights them in battle. It's like my, my part is to praise God. His part is to bring the breakthrough, to do the battle. And, and she, she made the point, why, why do we praise? Because God inhabits the praises of our, when we praise, God's presence arrives. And then he's, everything else is going to fall away in front of him. Everything else is going to be smashed because he's there. So I need to learn to pray. I need, that's why I need an encounter. You need an encounter with God today. And, and we praise and we honor and we lift him up and his presence arrives in our world and something shifts. She hadn't showed this. Through the praise of children and infants, what you have established a stronghold against your enemies. Why magnify children and infants? Because it's not your strength. It's not even the power of your prayer. It's the person that you're praising. So even little kids can see breakthrough because when they praise, the God of heaven arrives in power and that becomes a stronghold that nothing, come on, you need a breakthrough today. You need God to arrive in your world. Can we do it? We can praise him. We can worship him. We can honor him. And breakthrough comes. And the final point, you know, praise is a weapons of war. Countless times in the Bible, praise was a catalyst to victory. And it's like, God, I want to I understand how to see breakthrough in my world. Um, many of you know the story, Second Chronicles 20, she finished with it. A weird story. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat, the king, appointed men to sing to the Lord to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. It's like, I'm just going to praise God because his presence is going to arrive and in his presence, nothing else can stand. Come on, I need to praise God. I'm facing this obstacle. I can get down, I can get down, I can get depressed, or I can praise God, not because of this obstacle, but I praise him because his presence will arrive and nothing else can stand in his presence. You know, and it just says, as they began to sing and praise, the Lord sent ambushes. Man, how many people, like, I just can't figure a way out of my present situation. But yeah, if you'll praise him, if you'll worship him, if God will arrive in your world, it's his job to solve it. It's his job to bring a crack in the world. He can do all kinds of things that you can't orchestrate. You just need the presence of God to arrive in your world. You know, and so when they went out, overlooks the desert, looked towards the vast army. They saw only dead bodies. No one had escaped. This, so Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder. They found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing, also articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. Man, that's the God of breakthrough. From an impossible situation, suddenly my world is broken open. And suddenly I'm enjoying the fruit of what God wants to do in my life. So much more. Uh, and again, a significant place. They assembled, and that is why they called the place the Valley of Beraka to this day. Beraka means praise. It's like, in my valley, I learned that when I praise God, He arrives and He defeats my enemies. Come on, there's some principles of breakthrough to learn. Um, interesting, there's a famous verse we often say that actually comes right before this incident. Have faith in the Lord your God and you'll be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you'll be successful. It's the lead into this incident. 
And again, it's like, mate, you can get these prophetic words and you get all excited and then they don't happen. Then you just get disappointed. It's like, no, no, I need to pick that up again at this time of the year. God, you said this is going to happen. You promised us as a church there was going to be a building. For some of us, you promised in my life there was going to be a shift. Come on, God, you said it. I, I, I need to not let that fall down and disappoint. I need to pick that back up and I need to start praising you even though that I'm not seeing it yet. The specific prophecy was this um, guy had come and said the battle is not yours for God, but God's. That's why, oh, we just need to praise him and he's going to come and fight us, fight for us. It's like, oh, that's a principle. Um, I'm going to skip over some. Another famous one, Acts 16, you know, when Paul and Silas stripped, beaten with rods, severely flogged, thrown into prison, put them in the inner cell, fastened their feet in the stocks. Man, talk about need a breakthrough. And so what do they do? You know the story. They praised, singing hymns to God. Suddenly there was a violent earthquake. There was a crack. The foundations of that prison were shaken. The prison doors flew open. Everyone's chains came loose. I don't care how deep your captivity is. If you'll start praising God and his presence will arrive, the chains fall off, the walls crack open, things break off your life. It's like you need a breakthrough. Come on, join us tonight as we pray for breakthrough. Uh, this is a, just a couple, two more principles, and then I, this is a weird one. You'll think this is weird. In that day, their burden will be lifted from your shoulders, their yoke from your neck. The yoke will be broken. Some translations say because you've grown so fat, others so strong. We're like, what is that about? It's like, oh, I've got this yoke of burden. Lord, would you just come and break it off? God's like, no, no, I want you to grow on the inside till that thing snaps off. Because what you've become on the inside can no longer. Uh, that thing can no longer contain you. Come on, there's another principle. It's like, man, I need to get it on the end. I need to grow to like that thing that used to mock me, that used to, I now, I now laugh at it. It snapped off my life because it can't hold me back anymore. And just a final one, actually, Pastor uh, Scott preached about this a few weeks ago or mentioned it. I thought it was really interesting. They soon forgot what he had done and did not wait for his plan to unfold. So, okay, sometimes I need to war against things. Sometimes I need to grow in my capacity. Sometimes I need to stir up the prophecies. But sometimes I need to go, God, I just, I need to wait and not give up. I need to wait on you, and I praise you in the midst. The context was God had done all these miracles, and down the bottom, then they believed his promises and saying, oh, only when I see it. And then the next verse is this. They soon forgot what he had done and did not wait for his plan. I don't know if you know there's a common factor in all of these. I need to connect with God through praise. If there's a battle on in spiritual realms, I need to keep praising him until I see the victory. If, I need to, if, if he's promised me some stuff, I need to stir up those prophecies again and, and connect with God. If I need to grow, I need to connect with God so he builds something inside of me. And, and if, I just need, if he's saying to me, just wait, I just need to keep praising him in the in-between in the in time. Everything you need to do, you need to connect with God. Come on, I, I love it that Pastor Sam, you know, two weeks out from the end of the year, because come on, let's have a special breakthrough service. Let's have a special breakthrough service. Just, I, can I get um, Steve back on the keyboards? And I just want to set a bit of a scene for that as we finish. Because uh, all of that, it's like if you go back to that, you know, they were in the wilderness, they faced Jericho, but they, they knew that they were headed towards a promised land. So I want to suggest something to you which might sound preposterous. It's this. As you think about 2019, I want, you to, I want to suggest to you that you have a deep confidence in your heart 
that 2019 is going to be better than 2018. Because the problem when we face a wall, it becomes our whole world. But we need to know what's the bigger picture? God is taking me towards something good. Yeah, I might right now be in front of a Jericho, but I'm only there because I'm walking towards my promise of inheriting the promised land. Come on, I, I want you to pick up in your spirit. 2019 is going to be better. If you had a good year in 2018, I believe in God. You can have any expectation. 2019 is going to be better. If you had a bad year in 2018, well, I think you still you probably pretty keen to have an expectation that 2019. Why, why do I say this? Proverbs 4.18, the path of the righteous is like the morning sun shining ever brighter to the full light of day. It's a general principle. Stuff still happens, yeah, but as a general principle, if I pursue God, my world is going to get brighter and brighter. Um, another translation, the path of the righteousness is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. Yeah, stuff happens on the way, but I know where I'm going. I've been a Christian more than 40 years. I can, I can testify that pursuing God, your life gets better and better. Doesn't mean there's some hard seasons, some valleys, but they're a valley. Don't camp in the valley. You walk through the valley. You know, some of you, um, got time for that? Well, I've heard of Eugene Peterson. He famous for writing the message translation, but he wrote about 30 books. Um, I was teaching a course on theology this year, and two days before the final lecture, which is about death and eternity, um, Eugene Peterson died. And uh, his family posted something 24 hours before my lecture about his last couple of days. And, he, and it just said this, during the previous days, it was apparent that he was navigating the thin and sacred space between earth and heaven. We heard, overheard him speaking to people we can only presume were welcoming him into paradise. Um, he's, he was a Presbyterian minister, but he must have grown up in a Pentecostal church. He said there may have been a time or two when he accessed his Pentecostal roots and spoke in tongues. But this is the part that I love. Among his final words were, let's go. And his joy, my oh my, the man remained joyful right up to his blessed end, smiling frequently. In such moments, it's best for all mortal flesh to keep silence. But if you have to say something, say this, holy, holy, holy. And I love that we had, I, so I, I kind of roasted our students because these students all this year, every time, let's go, let's go, let's go. I say, you think, God, you think you're cool going, let's go. This guy on his deathbed said, let's go. I'll think you're cool when you can say, let's go on your deathbed. This guy had a total confidence that what was coming was going to be better. Come on, your 2019 is going to be better. There might be some valleys, some 84, yeah, as we, blessed are those who strengthen you, whose hearts are set on, come on, I'm going somewhere in God. Yeah, I might pass through a valley, but they're going to make it a place of springs. Why? Because they go from strength to strength. You're going to get stronger and stronger. Your life is going to get brighter and brighter. You know, and, and Psalm 23, can I invite you to stand? I just want to read this kind of reflectively. So, yeah, let me take a pause. Maybe, I don't know if yeah, you want to close your eyes, raise your I just want you to listen to this as the confidence of a man testifying about his experience of God. Come on, David had some rough times, but this was his testimony. The Lord is my shepherd. Someone is leading me somewhere, somewhere good. And so I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. 
He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Come on, He's leading you to somewhere that's better than your current reality. And, and, and you'd know, yeah, even though I walk through a valley in the meantime, I'm not going to fear it because I know that you're with me and you're rod and you're still. This is, I'm just passing through this. Life just throws stuff at you. But that's not the final destination. It's just a valley on the way to a place of blessing. Come on, if you pursue God, I can promise you your life will get better and better. And so the final thing, this, Con, you just get this in your spirit. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Yeah, I got some challenges, but God's going to provide for me. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me. Literally, it will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I just, I'm just going to pray. Holy Spirit, would you somehow come and just bring a comfort and a peace and a reassurance that if I follow you, things are going to get better. And in that place, in that, yeah, just Holy Spirit, would you just since last night some people may be just carrying some grief from the year just let God's peace come come on this is the long game of where you're headed come on refreshing of God's presence God's anointing we welcome you Holy Spirit we welcome you Holy Spirit Come on, you're more than enough. God, I speak encouragement into people. Come on, I, sp I speak destiny and purpose. Those dreams that you carry, they're, they're not an illusion. Gone, Holy Spirit, put your encouragement into people's heart. Come on, 2019 is going to be better. Come on, good things are going to are chasing you down. That's the translation of that verse. Hunting you down, His goodness and His mercy. They haven't found you yet. They're, they're pursuing you. They're going to arrive. You're going to see more of it in 2019 than you saw today. But right now, once I get that, then that little wall around the Jericho I'm standing in front of now, now I got faith. This isn't my life-defining issue. This is just one step on the journey. And because I know the victory's final, come on, this is going to go down. Come on, 2019 is your year. This is going to go down because I know where I'm headed. This is just one obstacle. My job is to drag that future victory into my present. So I, I just want you to let faith start to stir up in your heart. What if you've got an obstacle now? Come on, it's going to crack. Come on, it's going to go down. Something is going to break open. Something is going to break out in your life because the goodness of God is coming for you. 
because the God of the new is breaking into your world and leading you out because He's building you up and yokes are breaking off your neck because they can no longer contain you. Come on, because there's freedom in Jesus.